Greetings, listeners. Please note, the views and opinions stated on this podcast are that of the hosts. We are not authorities on the topics discussed here and do not claim to be. We're here to share our knowledge, our experiences, and have some laughs at the expense of everyone, including ourselves. Please keep an open mind, an open heart, and an open sense of humor. Enjoy listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Meltdown. I'm Evie Black. I'm Knight with a K. The K is important. Very important. Super important. And we're super important. And we are back for another fun-filled episode. And I'm super excited. Um, so this week, because it is spooky season, we thought, season. <laughs> we thought we would talk about graveyards cemeteries doing magic in graveyards a little bit of spirits and all of that fun i guess death related stuff <laughs> oh my God, death related stuff my favorite stuff it's like also, the only like, time of year like, I'm, I'm gonna try to be very quiet and very careful about this but like i just woke up from like a six hour to i'm snacking and i'm just gonna try to make it so nobody has to listen to me like chew on the microphone so far so good well that's good um i'm super happy the actual recording releases and it's just like nom 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 (laughs) like cookie monster or something so the cats are nice and quiet they are sleeping so i feel like we should be good usually they they sleep now so they're not trying to um (laughs) like when i was uh, when i was recording last week and my one cat was body slamming herself into the door. You couldn't pick that up, though, thank God. Like, it's, you couldn't hear it at all. I was super happy. But anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. I think that's fun, though. It adds intrigue to your life. Like, whoa, shit's going down. Pretty much, yeah, for sure. Right. So I guess we'll just, you know, start off with a little bit of information about graveyards and cemeteries um and what kind of makes them different because i do feel like people use those two terms very interchangeably and a graveyard is on church property so if you drive past an old church and you see headstones that is a graveyard a cemetery is more I, I would say probably nowadays where more people are buried commonly that's you know and usually it says in the title cemetery um but i <laughs> also, do know that- technically graveyards are like if you own a very old property people were buried on the property like that technically well yes yeah because like my one of one of my like my um my sister her her house is like a you know like fucking hundred and like 15 year old farmhouse and it's like we don't know where the graves are because like any of that record is gone but Mm -hmm. there are five there are five people buried on the on the on the that were like the family members that are like of the like the people who originally owned the house like a hundred and fucking 20 years ago that's cool yeah like I know too. Um, 
I used to, so when, when I was in high school, I was part of National Honor Society and we had this project where we had to go clean up. It was a family graveyard that belonged to like this. I'm so mean and bitter. You said that, and I'm like, well, what do you fucking do? <laughs> oh, that I was a National Honor Society. <laughs> oh my god, I know where it is. I'm the kid from the bumper sticker that beats you up. So fuck you. <laughs> I was in Honor Society in middle school too. I was in what was a Junior Honor Society, whatever it was called. Um, but yeah, like one of the things that we had to do was go and like kind of clean up this graveyard, and it was very small because it was for two families, and I want to say maybe they were like mar- intermarried the two families and they the, the graves really really old and all knocked over and that sort of thing and i think that the sign called it a graveyard but yeah that's that's what i've come to understand is like the difference between the two and you know what i was about um i only recently kind of put two and two together that caskets and coffins are totally different things as well yes <laughs> like- i i i am such an advocate for that we're like I've I've heard people say that and I just like immediately like perk up and I'm like no I'm like a coffin is like ergonomically shaped to the human body I'm like a casket yeah. is the boring ass fucking rectangular box Now I don't think in the United States and correct me if I'm wrong if you know this but I don't think they even use um use they use caskets and they don't they don't use coffins anymore I feel like I feel I like feel, I feel like p- there's a possibility that maybe in some like small like rural areas they you might find somebody who still offers them. And I mean I'm sure there's somebody out there who makes them and you could buy them, but they're not super they're not super common cuz like I could go on for hours and hours and this could become a, a podcast about like the corrupt <laughs> bullshit of the American death system because I literally fucking like hate American death culture and I think it's really fucking stupid like I don't know, like, as, as, like, a fucking, like, indigenous person, like, when my, when my, like, one great uncle died a couple years ago, like, he was laid out on his couch for three days, and, you know, we would go, like, we would go visit, like, you know, family would go visit him, and then, like, after, like, the visiting hours kind of ended, like, his sons would literally just cover him with, like, a sheet and put bags of ice on him, because, that's, yeah, well, that's what, I I mean, even, even back in, like, it wasn't until, like, like people, like, modern, like, funeral practice as people know it with, like, embalming and all that fucking disgusting shit, like, literally didn't even start until the fucking, like, Civil War. And it's just because, like, trains refused to bring back rotting bodies to the north when soldiers would die down south. So that's right. literally the whole reason why all that shit started. But, you know, fucking hundred, you know, hundred plus years ago, if you're, you know, if your mom died, she died in her bed at home. You guys fucking, like, laid her out in the living room, got her prepped, everybody came and did their shit, and the only time any other outside service got involved is when you'd have to, like, hire, like, somebody to cart her to the cemetery, basically. Now, I just Google so this is interesting. So, I just coffins really are still... About this, like, <laughs> <laughs> coffins are still made today, but they are primarily made in China, India, Brazil, and the United Kingdom. And I just read here, so there's a sub, so that kind of pulls up a sub question. It says, why do the British use coffins instead of caskets? And I knew that, I, I knew that because A, I lived in England, but B, I swear I saw recently like a picture of a coffin, but it was like from a modern 
um, funeral catalog or something. So like I knew that somewhere, and I think I want to say maybe New Zealand uses coffins too, because I watched this show. Well, literally the, the part of the reason why they did it was because if a body had to travel, they didn't want it to, they wanted to be like, this is a human being in here. You know, this isn't like a long crate full of like fucking hay or wine bottles well and i I feel like coffins would be much more easy to transport than caskets because caskets are heavy and like big and bulky um it does see here though it says in 1700 a change in english law allowed all people to be buried in a coffin previous to this coffins were the most for for the most part reserved for the wealthiest in society and the poorest people were commonly buried in a shroud or sheet and placed straight into the ground there you go although nowadays there's people that would literally pay to have that happen that's like a go funeral so you know well i mean i i think it's because a lot more people are becoming aware of like how fucked the american like death again like the american like death care system is and the fact that it's literally just a giant cash grab like i although the largest i know somebody i know somebody who his his mother and father both died at the beginning of the year like a couple weeks apart from each other they were in their late 80s they were both in poor health they both just died of natural causes and he was so shocked because he's the one who actually found his father like he didn't hear from his father for a few days and he went to go there to the house and check on him and he found his father you know with face down dead on the couch like you know so he was very much in shock and it was very upsetting to him and like when he went to the funeral home they literally did the like oh you should get these flowers because you know it would have it looks the nicest and this is what your father would have wanted oh you know you you need to get this done and this done like they basically like they take advantage of you in your your moments of grief to like fucking basically get as much money out of you as possible like no, no, no. Don't buy your mom the $500 casket. She deserves better. Get her the $5,000 casket. Like, that's literally the whole fucking system. Yeah, I mean... Like, you- any Anybody out there who needs to... Who does not know this, any listeners, in the United States, there is no legal requirement for embalming. So if anybody, like, if you're, if you're ever trying to, like, you know, take care of a dead, like, friend or loved one and make funeral arrangements and some fucking person at a funeral home tries to tell you that it's illegal to not they're fucking lying. Go oh, that's a lie. Way. Because I, I used to work at a restaurant and we would do um, the funeral luncheons for uh, Muslim families and you are not embalmed. And I believe I could be wrong. About I'm pretty this. I'm pretty sure yeah, in Judaism as well. I believe uh, there's no. Right. So what no happens embalming. is like the second. No. And what they do in Islam is they take your body and the ladies wash it and then you're interned like ASAP. I actually watched what the heck was I watching? I was watching something about some woman who I want to say like in New York City or London or some big city, she is like this kind of maven of Islamic funerals. And she will because you need to have it done fast. And it's I love that for her. I know. And it's like, and so she, I swear she was like hanging outside some mosque or something like, oh, oh, your dad died. I can help you. I can help you. Because I think it's really difficult to find a place that will do it quick. You know, especially like, you know, where, where I was living at the time when I was working in the restaurant, like, yes, there is an Islamic community, but it's not a big 
you know, massive city. It's not a huge community. So I could see where it maybe would be difficult to just well, get that. Yeah. It's, on, you know, it's like when that one dude, um, the one guy who like did the, the Boston bombing when he died oh, yeah. for months, his body was being bumped around to funeral homes because nobody wanted to take his body. Like, and because people were protesting so badly because I mean, you know, unfortunately he was an extremist terrorist like he like his body would end up at a funeral home people would find out about it and people would literally go bombard the funeral home and like protest against the funeral home i think i want to say in massachusetts maybe like i mean obviously boston's in massachusetts but i want to say there's like an actual funeral home in massachusetts that did eventually take him in and the funeral home owner found a a muslim cemetery that would take his body and take care of it because even even like his own you know i mean even other muslims were like bro we don't want him <laughs> he was an right. asshole he fucking right. killed a bunch of people we don't want him and right. like yeah his, his body was just bopped around for months to different funeral homes because nobody wanted to take it in and even you know again even people in the muslim community were like you know he did something bad we and you know we don't want to take care of his body either <laughs> like, so i mean yeah that's Great. that's, that's kind of interesting i always um was really interested in the memento mori pictures because there's this one guy and i feel like i've talked about this before on the podcast there's this one guy that his family <laughs> took him across the country on like a post mortem journey i guess would be like the best way to describe it because there's pictures of this guy in like multiple locations and he's dead and i always found that like super fascinating but i'm not i i'm not sure i'm assuming he was embalmed like didn't they i feel like yes technically that is like the only circumstance where by law you may be required to embalm so there is a little tiny loophole which is if a body has to travel so and this was like if a body has to be moved via yeah if a body has to be moved via like train or airplane like it does have to be embalmed but otherwise like if you know if grandpa dies and you're burying him at the funeral home that's five miles down the road he doesn't have to be embalmed if grandpa dies and you got to take him you know eight states away he's he's got he's more than likely got to be embalmed well you know it's i have always wanted to see authentic memento mori pictures like everybody and their brother sells prints on like ebay but you know and it's one of those things where i'm like god i wish this wasn't popular because and the thing is too a a really cool little thing to have you know a lot of those like post-mortem pictures that people claim were like oh they used to like pose these dead bodies in all these crazy ways they aren't dead people like there's literally No. no fucking possible way like within you hours of dying, you like can your skin tell. starts to like sink, all that shit starts to happen. Your eyes get cloudy and gross. Like so, all these pictures where it's like, you know, here's like a a, a five year old girl standing next to her her dead two year old brother, and he looks so real. And it's like, I'm sorry if that baby, if that two year old was dead, he would not have those bright blue clear eyes. His eyes would be cloudy and gross and glassy looking, and his yeah. jaw would all be hung open, and he'd be looking fucked up. <laughs> Well, one of the things that, so that is true that sometimes they'll try to pass those pictures off and they're not. And like what you, what the rule of thumb is, is that the authentic ones, if you look at their hands, you can see because the hands will be like really discolored. And also a lot of times because of what you were saying with the eyes, 
they will have to paint the eyes on because the person's eyes, they couldn't, you know, obviously get them open. So the, the act- also they'll always be in like a reclining or a yeah. laying down position or because- they would right or they would there's get there's no way you can prop up fucking you know 100 although they dead weight for a nice they picture. did have like for children they would make what was almost like a doll stand for their legs um and sometimes like the parent is hidden in the background could you imagine though having to hold up your dead kid for a picture like that's well, just here's here's the level. thing too though is a lot of those things that look like the doll stands those weren't originally made for like post mortem photography. No, I mean, they're, were, they're like made the... for living people because mm-hmm. back then exposure took so long to take right. a photo, and a lot of times people would be blurred in the photos and shit because you know to do one picture you'd have to sit sit there unmoving for like anywhere between like thirty to like sixty seconds. Yeah, so I did get to see eventually a real memento mori picture i went for work um to a <laughs> civil war reenactment <laughs> like civil this war reenactments. Yeah. yes yeah it was actually pretty cool we were behind enemy lines <laughs> um, oh no but there there was a guy that was like the undertaker and i'm doing air quotes and that was his part and he actually got the part by having to fill in for somebody and so he just ended up <laughs> like becoming the undertaker but then he got really into victorian death type stuff like you know the coffin or the the, yeah the coffins the the memento moris and he had some actual pictures not a lot but he did have a couple that i got to see but the best thing that he had and this is so morbid so i'm really sorry listeners but that i might come across as weird that i thought this was slightly cool he had this like mini coffin. We just do this witchcraft podcast about like magic and spirituality and shit. But like, yeah, you're talking about death. Gross, weird. I'm sorry. I know, right? Weird. So he had this like mini co- mini coffin and it was a child's coffin and it was like legit. But his wife was also there. And you want to know what she told me? That she, <laughs> she, it was theirs. They owned it. Like he bought it at, I don't know, an antique store or something. So obviously I don't think it was ever used. I think it was just like a. Yeah. You know, like a floor model or whatever. But his wife would use it to keep her knitting needles and knitting supplies in the living room. <laughs> Knowing full well it was a child's coffin. I'm like, that is so goth. I love it. That I is so it. goth. I love it. I really I really do. Like, I was obsessed with when I was younger. I used to um, be obsessed with, have you ever seen the coffin couches that people make? Yeah. And they're like, I, I always wanted one of those. But this was just cooler because it was so organic because it was just like you know i I liked it and i wanted it was convenient to put my knitting stuff in there and i just thought that's so creepy but kind of interesting and delightful at the same time but i mean i think i think it's cool and interesting how like culturally death is just so different like across the board because even even like you know in america like when people die and they're buried like you know that's kind of that's you're you're forever in that spot whereas like a lot of European and like Asian and like Middle Eastern countries, you basically like you die. They're like, oh, it should take maybe like three or so years before you become like three to five years before you become skeletal enough. And then they dig you up and they're like, yo, family, what do you want to do with this? And like they just like find something to do with your bones or they just like fucking like yeet them somewhere and then they bury somebody else in that grave. Like <laughs> they're like, well, we got we got more dead people. We got to fill these up. 
Did you know that the largest cemetery in the world is in Moldova? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did not know that. I found that out. Um, so, yeah, like when I lived in England, a lot of people were cremated. And that's just because there's not a ton of space to bury people. That was just a more popular option. Um, not everybody, obviously, but I don't know. Like, yeah, cremation's cremation's pretty prevalent in a lot of Asian countries, kind of for the same reason. I, right now, my grandparents they had their stuff already sorted out before they even died, so they were like good to go. They already had the plot. They already had the gravestone. Like they were they were ready. <laughs> they were ready a good twenty years before. And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe that's what. Like, if I ever decide that's how I want it, like if I want to be buried. Maybe I need to like invest ahead, get that low, low price, lock it in, you know, like <laughs> lock it in 30 years before I die kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much just like, bro, like wrap me in a sheet and heat me in a hole and let me return to the earth from once well, I came. You know, there's there's so many new options nowadays, too. There's all the eco. You can have like eco burials and you can be put into a pod and turn into a tree. Like that's that's there's so many new things that you can do that we're not there's, even enough. There's like the there's the the uh, the water cremation, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's, because Cal- I don't know how I- California just got their uh, their composting uh, stuff passed where. Uh, people can be composted after death. Isn't that what the one character in Six Feet Under wanted? Remember Nate's girlfriend there? Didn't she want, like, he ended up taking her body? I remember, like, nothing from Six Feet Under except for I'm like, I'm pretty, I think Michael C. Hall was in it. Like, I have a vague memory. (laughs) We just rewatched it. My man and I, we just re- we re- we watched the whole thing because I said, oh, I think you'd like the show. And like when it had been on, I didn't have HBO. So I would go over to my friend's house. So I wouldn't get to watch it all the time. So like I I sporadically watched it, but I never actually sat and like watched the entire, you know, like the entire series. I think, too, I, I'm sure I've said this before, but when so when I moved to the town that I grew up in, my first little friend, her father was the funeral director in town and i used to like spend the night play she lived in the funeral home you're just like you pulled a my girl (laughs) basically yeah i mean and like they they're downstairs they had a living room where they would watch tv and stuff but it also doubled as like the like a waiting room and then you know their whole downstairs was for the funeral home and they lived upstairs except they would watch tv and stuff downstairs when there wasn't a funeral and my mom said i would always come home and be like you know, Jacqueline just has the prettiest flowers at her house. Not really like putting two and two together because she's got funerals happening every every day. Her dad's still the funeral director too. I don't know what's going to happen when he's ready to retire because I don't think anybody in the family wants to take over. But one time she took a, <clears throat> he, like cremated the bodies and stuff. He did that outside. We got in so much trouble. Her, <laughs> we like were breaking all sorts of health vi- health code violations. But yeah, you know, I've never been like I find death like I find funeral homes interesting. I find like cemeteries very peaceful. My grandma lived across the street from a cemetery, and I would just go play all the time, and I loved it because well, she didn't give a crap that I was you know playing there. She'd come with me sometimes, but and somebody used to have um one of those graves that was shaped like a bench. And mm-hmm. I, I used to have this little toy, um, Fisher Price picnic basket, and I would my grandma would pack a couple little sandwiches, like cheese sandwiches, and we go for a walk and we'd like sit on this bench and I'd eat sandwiches on this person's grave. 
Like, yeah, I mean, I would take the old, um, especially when I was a kid, like, people were hard into decorating with the plastic flowers. And sometimes they would blow off the graves and stuff. So I would, like, collect them. I don't know. I was always fascinated by the little the baby graves because I found this one spot where there was like a bunch of little kids buried there was um the one part of the cemetery was a lot older so uh, there used to be this one grave that had no words on it at all except I think it had the, the guy's name and it was like a monument it was big but it had all of these really cool pictures there was like a pictures of snowshoes there was picture of like a trap there was a picture of like a bow and arrow like all these these hobbies that this man had had so it was just it was interesting and yeah my like my favorite my favorite cemetery that i visit pretty pretty often has most of a good chunk of like my relatives and people that i know are buried there Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of the same thing where it's like there's one section of the cemetery that's like really really old and i always like to go walk through there but there there's totally a stone kind of up at like because it's very it's a very hilly cemetery like it's Mm -hmm. almost got like it's almost got like a couple of tiers to it simply because there's like small hills and like the the highest <laughs> I'm sorry I choked on my oxygen there for a second <laughs> I like went to breathe and I just breathed wrong pardon me I hate when I breathe wrong though <laughs> I just breathe wrong and then I'm like <laughs> um like the highest like hill in the cemetery there's a headstone and it's it's very large and there's literally only one man buried there and it's the same thing where it has like all of his hobbies on the back of it and this man just really really liked gambling because it has like it has like you know uh cards bingo kino horse racing it has like all these things carved into it and i love looking at the headstone just because oh yeah it's so like unconventional and i'm just like this is fun and like a lot of the really really old graves so i i've been to um obviously i've been to salem a ton of times if you go into the a couple of really old cemeteries there i love how the graves from like the 1600s have novels written on there like there's this one the guy was a pilgrim and he was buried next to like three of his wives that he had i mean and there was the whole like backstory was on the grave and they don't they just don't do that anymore although i have to be honest i think and, and this is just me but the new thing now, and I guess this is really common in Eastern Europe, but the newer thing now that you'll see graves with people's pictures kind of entombed on the front, I don't like that. I don't know. For some reason, it creeps me out a little bit. I, I'm like, I don't want to know what you look like. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't think really that- like that either because, I don't know, to me, it's it's also kind of odd because, I mean, I guess for like, you know, if, if somebody you died like if, I if somebody people. died like really, really old and they were in poor health or if they were sick, you know, and and you know, they just you know, they're not you wanna like remember them for what they looked like when they were like in their prime and not like when they were on death's doorstep, yeah. I guess. Cause I've noticed that yeah. too where a lot of those headstones that have those pictures, like I'll look at the numbers and I'll do the math and I'll be like, Okay, this person was like 89 when they died but the picture on this headstone is clearly of a person in like their like 30s <laughs> yeah there's just i don't know there's just something about it that sometimes i think it's just creepy i don't know why but you know i was in the cemetery the other day taking a little little walk and i think that's kind of what inspired me for this entire episode and i was thinking you know so i was there and i was like kind of trying to like 
you know, tap into the cemetery vibe. And then I saw a fox and this was like in the daytime. And I was really excited that I saw the fox. It was really close. But then I was not so excited because I was alone. And I remember like not that long ago, there was a woman that was like locally attached in broad daylight by a fox. And I saw the video. So I'm like, hmm, don't want to get too close. I better not, you know, risk it. But, you know, so this, so I was thinking about like how I see online and stuff, especially now, lots of people talking about using graveyard dirt, graveyard dust, going to the cemetery to do spells and, and, and all of that. And, and like, and like taking stuff from the taking cemetery, stuff, right? Foraging or taking stuff from somebody's grave. And like, I, I I don't know how I feel about any of that. Like I don't find cemeteries and graveyards to be scary. I don't even feel like the spirits are really there. And I mean, like paranormal invest I've done paranormal investigating in cemeteries and even the paranormal investigators multiple times that I've been on these kind of like ghost hunts they even say that "Mm, that's probably not where the person would go like why are you hanging out at your grave you want to go haunt somewhere you're gonna go haunt like where you used to be you know what I mean yeah like like where you spent the most time in your life right right like you're not you know you're not likely to get as much spirit activity from like actual people in the cemetery. I mean, there might be other stuff, but like not, you know, you're not standing at Mr. Smith's grave and he's the one that's like talking to you. And I don't know. I mean, so I did go ahead and I looked up, you know, like, because I haven't really ever done too much work with graveyard dirt. I bought some just to see what it looked like. I bought some at like a magic shop and I'm like, "Mm, I don't even know if this is real. But, I mean, I kind of bought it more to, like, I wanted to open up the bag and kind of look at it kind of thing. Yeah. You're like, um, let, me, let me inspect this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, so doing, you know, using graveyard dirt isn't new. Um, there are ancient texts that indicate that people like the ancient Egyptians may have used dirt and other items from funeral sites like bones as part of their magical practices, um, especially with, like, our favorite thing cursing and necromancy um you know and then obviously like it's very prevalent in african-american folk magic conjuring you know hoodoo that kind of thing um but yeah it's just you know and and i guess like especially with um african-american and and even some mexican folk magic one of the articles i read was saying that they didn't use graveyard dirt just for negative magic. Um, and they would use it in love magic and protection spells, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But again, again, like there, I also read that sometimes the term for graveyard dirt or graveyard dust is not a literal interpretation that it's actually a code used in spells and recipes by like pagans, ancient doctors, alchemists, etc. And it means mullen. It's just a code word for using mullen. Um and there's a Well rest- yeah, it's just like how, you know, like um the whole like I have newt toe frog. Like toe frog is buttercup flowers. Right. It was like all a lot like- of a lot of those were literally just 
fun, you know, witchy sounding names for average everyday things. And I feel like too, um, adder's adder's tongue is like the little, the little like stemmy part that sticks up in um those things. They they look like calla lilies, but they're not calla lilies. They're like they look like calla lilies, but they're green. But like adder's tongue is like literally like the the word that was used for that little the little stemmy part of the flower. Now, I don't know how I feel about people just taking dirt from graves. And and I so I kind of looked into it because I've I've read in various places about, you know, how you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't take dirt from somebody's grave that you don't know um if you want to use it there's rules like if you want to use it as part of a luck spell you want to collect it around the new moon um if you want to this is what i like this is if you want to use it for warfare pick it up around the full moon i'm like oh that's interesting (laughs) Uh, (laughs) what kind of warfare (laughs) i know right (laughs) like what kind of warfare is is right um they also say though too that you should leave a, a an offering such as money food liquor which we've heard that you know we used to go to some events with that group and they were big into the graveyard magic and that was some of the stuff that they had said we took that one workshop if you recall but i don't know like this one article i was reading um i kind of i'm going to read a little bit from it because it kind of likes how they said it they said it would be easy just to meander into the local cemetery with a trowel and a bag and start scooping but it's better to be more respectful than this first it is important to choose a grave site correctly. The best choice is to use dirt from the grave of somebody you knew in life, such as a family member or friend who has passed away. If the person is someone you cared very much about and who had a positive impact on your life, dirt from this grave could be used in any number of positive magical workings. The second option would be to use dirt from the grave of someone you may not have known personally but who is known to you. For example, (laughs) soil from a famous writer's grave could be used to inspire a creative spark. Earth from the grave of a wealthy person might be incorporated into a spell for prosperity, but no matter whose grave you choose to collect dirt from, it's important that you do so in a respectful and honorable manner. Ask permission first, and if you begin to feel uneasy, as though the person being buried beneath you is unhappy about what you're doing, then stop. It's also a good idea to leave an offering or a small token. Um, and you should also, they say, not take more than a handful of dirt. But yeah, like, I just think about it like, okay, I mean, I know people are really eager to get out there, dig, dig around on graves. But I kind of look at it like, if somebody had the audacity to go to my grandmother's grave and start digging up dirt, that would piss me off. Because that is re- disrespectful and you don't know her. Get away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Like, I don't know. I don't, I I don't know how I feel about, like, just randomly rolling up and. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel it's, it's so, it's so, so disrespectful. And especially, I mean, I don't know, maybe, like, maybe part of it just has to come, like, maybe part of it comes from, you know, <clears throat> between, like, like, the, the cultural background, like, the, mm-hmm. like, cultural background that I have. But also, like, I, you know, not to sound all, like, weird and edgy, but, like, <laughs> I have always felt, like, a very strong connection to death. Um, I've always felt, like, a very strong connection to, 
kind of like the afterlife if that makes any sense like i mean mm-hmm. i've just i've for for being as young as i am i've had a lot of people die in my lifetime like i remember when i was in maybe like 11th grade there was a girl in my class and her grandmother died and she was out of school for like a month and you know when she came back and she was kind of talking about it she's like you know she's like it just hit me so hard she goes this is the first funeral i've ever been to in my life and that like shocked me i was like what and she was like yeah this is the first funeral i've ever been to it's like i didn't know what to expect and i was just like at the you know i'm like i've already been to like fucking like 15 funerals in my lifetime. (laughs) I I had a lot of of funerals under my belt at that age, too. Some of them, like, multiple times in a year. Like, the the earliest, like, one of the earliest memories I have is, like, my great-grandmother died when I was, I think, like, four or five, my great-grandmother died. And, I mean, I, I had known her, and, like, I have memories of her. And she was not only Native American, but she was also you know, she had been, she had been, uh, she had been Catholicized. So she was also Roman Catholic. <laughs> like, oh, wow. So her funeral was literally like four hours long because they did it as both a Catholic funeral with a full mass, but they also did her like Native American rites. And it was oh, wow. like, it was very interesting because it would be like the the priest like went up there and he like would like do parts of like the mass and like parts of like the scripture and that and then the woman who was doing like the the native part of the funeral she would go up there and she would like do stuff you know in like in like our language and then like there was another woman there who would sing sacred songs and, like, it was just, like, it was literally, like, four fucking hours long. Like, we got there, and the sun was out. We left there, and the sun was down. <laughs> like, oh my it was goodness. so fucking long. But that's that's literally one of my earliest memories I have in life. And when I when I was a child, I was I was in a very minor accident. Um, I, I was dead for, for a short amount of time. So, like, I mean, you know, I, you know, I had a near-death experience. Even now, as, like, a sad, depressed adult, I'm like, why, God, why didn't you take me then? <laughs> and he's oh like, my gosh. bitch, stay down there and suffer. And I'm like, okay, whatever you want, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my God. you know, to me, even though I, I really, really, like, I love going for cemetery walks. I love walking around the cemetery. You know, to me, I do get really upset when I see really disrespectful shit. Like, the cemetery that I go to all the time, you know, like, a lot of people walk their dogs, and there's a lot of times where people just, like, let their dogs shit wherever, and they don't clean it up. And it's like, dude, this is a fucking cemetery. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Come I on. Know. It's... Like, that's so I... fucking disrespectful. I was at one of the, a, a bigger cemetery, and I was kind of, like, horrified at, there was a bunch of students, like, like, literally laying on people's graves, and, like, chilling and playing frisbee and stuff, and it's like, Okay, but can you can you not lay on the graves? <laughs> like, yeah, like the the one <laughs> the one cemetery that I go to a lot. Like one of the local schools, like their cross country team uses that cemetery to like practice. So like you'll just be in the cemetery, and all of a sudden, like thirty kids will just go jogging by you. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> I know it's 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 just. I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, I like it. Like, I kind of look at it like in two different ways. I'm like, it's it's kind of cool because I think, well, if I was a dead person and let's say I'd been dead about a hundred years and all my family's gone and it'd be kind of nice to have people pass through and right, you know, have some visitors, have some visitors. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but could you not like you know d- d- lay on my grave drinking and your or- you know white claw? You know, you know like, what I mean? Like, leave, like, leave garbage. Or have sex boyfriend on my you know, grave. Let your dog, let your dog on poop it. on my grave. Yeah, no thanks. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, like I've I've seen a I, lot of people who like, especially like, you know, people like, especially like, quote unquote, witchy people who do like, you know, they're like costumey faux goth like photo shoots in cemeteries. Photo shoots. And Jinx. <laughs> to a degree, I don't mind that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know people well enough to be like, are you being respectful about this? Because like, I used to like, I used to do cosplay. And my friend and I, we did like a photo shoot in a cemetery. But being who I am, and like the knowledge I have, I literally like, brought apples and incense and bird seed and i would go up to like a grave that seemed kind of cool and be like hey bro like is it okay if we take some pictures around here and if i got like a good vibe i'd put down my little offering and i'd be like well thank you and we'd do our photo shoot and you know we just went about our business like there was there was like one grave that i was like "Mm, this person doesn't want us here let's let's go pick a different spot to take the photos but we were very, again, we were very respectful. We weren't, like, hanging all over the graves or, you know, like, lounging about or climbing on top of them or anything right. like that. Like, and that's the thing where it's, like, I'm sorry, if you're just here to do photos for your witchy aesthetic, quote-unquote, like, how do I know that you're doing this respectfully? Like, I don't fucking know you. Like, sorry, like pics or it's not fucking real show me them receipts bitch like unless you're fucking posting a pic of you like setting down some type of offering or lighting some incense and like you know offering something to that grave you're fucking lounging all over in your black lingerie how the fuck do i know you're actually being respectful about yeah don't be rolling up to my grave in your party city vampire vixen costume and laying on my (laughs) grave and like with your tits hanging out or anything like that, don't be doing that stuff in my grave because I don't I, know, I'm, sli- I'm I will, slightly, I'm slightly, I will pervy. Come I'd be like, I'm slightly pervy. My ghost would be like, let me see titties, and I'll say it's okay. <laughs> oh my god! But also too, I feel like you know what ties into that is taking stuff from cemeteries, like foraging from cemeteries. I don't yeah. know how. I, I mean, like, I don't think honestly. I, I'm maybe I'm just boring. But I don't think, you know, taking herbs or plants or whatever that you happen to find in a cemetery, I don't really think that's special. I don't think that's Yeah, I don't think it adds any power to it, really, because my thing is cemeteries are so diverse where it's like you don't know how this person died or you don't know, like, what their religious practice was or what their faith was because it's like. That would be like, you know, if you're trying to, if you're, if you're trying to like practice witchcraft and do spells and shit and you're like, "Mm, yeah, I heard that like cemetery dirt is like evil and good for cursing people and blah, 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 blah. And then like you find a cemetery and you're like, cool, I'm going to steal some dirt from here. And then it ends up being like, again, like a Muslim cemetery. Like, I guarantee you that Muslim person whose dirt you just stole is probably like, bro, who the fuck are you? Why are you like, what are you doing? Where are you taking my dirt? Like, what are you doing? Right. 
Right. They're, or, they're probably not down there like, mm, yes, do evil with my graveyard dirt. I mean, and you then know? people that try to sell different types of graveyard dirt, like, oh, this is from a murderer's grave, and this is from, like, a, oh a baby's it, grave. It's I have seen weird. multiple people, both online, and I've been in some physical stores, where people so-called, ha- like, took dirt from, like, you know, like, the, the Gallows Hill, or, like, the hanging grounds of Salem. And I'm like, that is just a first of all like it's so fucking disrespectful like don't like we like trust me we we're gonna do an episode where i just fucking bitch and rant about the salem witch trials and how people's like mission of it drives me fucking nuts also, because like there were no there were no witches hung in salem there were innocent fucking people who were accused of shit that they didn't do because of fucking political agendas and yeah, personal agendas Exactly, and you want to know, and, and that's want- that's that's what's the, the thing is like. It's sad because these people did nothing wrong other than be like, you know, an old disabled woman or a fucking widow or you know a fucking slave. Like these people literally did nothing wrong other than be different by their society standards. Like people who are like, oh, you know, people persecuted witches in Salem. No, there were no fucking witches in Salem. It was just a bunch of fucking old Puritans who was like, hey, if I say my fucking neighbor's a witch and she gets hanged, I get her goats and her cow. I don't even think, like, they thought it would be go as far as it did. Like, it was more petty beefs. Like, the very first guy, Giles Quarry, that was pressed to death, said his wife was a witch. He was mad at her. It wasn't like, you know, I mean, it wasn't like she's an actual witch. And I'd also Whoa, like, wait! <laughs> I would also like to, exactly, I'd also like to point out that where the hanging slash burnings happened in Salem is literally a phone company now. It's I've been there. It's like a building. Well, it's normal. But, it's not like it's anything like, creepy. It's And here, here's the thing, too, is like there's so much controversy around that because first of all like there were no burnings in salem in america we hung our witches we didn't burn them burning was a european thing and most of that fucking stemmed from like that one fucking like english queen that was just like burn all the fucking protestants like it wasn't even like originally for fucking witches like it was her to fucking just kill protestants like it was queen elizabeth's sister mary yeah she was all right like and that's the thing is like you know I was, like, I've read things and, like, watched some videos on how, you know, science, (laughs) scientists and historians have, like, used geographical shit and, like, maps to be, like, oh, yeah, like, the actual spot where people were hung is, like, next to, like, a CVS or, like, a a Walgreens or something. It is. And and people get so mad about it and they're, like, that's so disrespectful. Oh, my God, they're disrespecting the witches and our ancestors. And it's, like... First of all, again, no witches were killed in Salem. Just a bunch of innocent people, which is sad, yes. But they weren't <laughs> no witches. No witches were killed in the making of this colony. <laughs> right? <laughs> Second, like, um, they didn't actually know when those buildings were built that that was where the fucking, like, hangings took place. The actual Gallows Hill, quote-unquote, that they've had in Salem and advertised as Gallows Hill for years, they're like, hey, wait, this wouldn't have made sense for this to be Gallows Hill. Right. And even then, there's no proof that even the site that they say now, the one that's like behind the drugstore, there's still no proof. They're literally saying, we're literally using like 400 fucking year old maps and right. like, uh, right. like, like um, speculated geography of what the area would have looked like 400 years ago to say 
in scientifically in all probability this is probably where it was yeah they've never the- they've never found body they've never found any sort of remains there they've never Correct. found any evidence of remains or burials like nothing like that again it's just speculation and they even and, tell you that when you go to the they when you they take you to that spot like they say yeah, that they, because it's they, literally like in people's backyards like you gotta right. like walk behind through a bunch of people's backyards mm-hmm. to like get to it honestly i mean there's like there's other stuff that's more interesting that like they can prove you know what i mean like the guy that was the police chief there that commissioned everybody to be you know hung his house is one of the most haunted houses in america and like you know for a fact he lived there and he was buried in the basement because they were afraid his grave would get desecrated like that's like you know fact but 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 some of these things are not facts when it comes to salem i don't know i just think that like you know what if you want to go use graveyard dirt if you want to go do magic in the cemetery whatever but uh, you know like be respectful maybe be mindful of like what you're taking think of put yourself in that grave do you want people taking crap from your grave that, that, that don't know you do you want them picking your flowers do you want them like you know late lounging in their vampirella outfits no probably not but i mean well, you know, and that's another thing that's- too where you have to think about how upsetting that can be to the family because Right. You know, imagine, imagine you're going to visit, you know, like your, your father died and you were very, very close to him and you're like, you know, it's a nice day out. I'm going to go visit dad today. You know, you go pick up some flowers or whatever. You go to the cemetery and you're walking up and there's some person you don't know, have no idea who the fuck they are, stranger to your eyes, hunched over your dad's grave with a fucking shovel and a jar just fucking shoveling in dirt. Or, you know, picking the flowers or, like, the shrubbery around him. What what the fuck? What are you doing? Oh, my God, that's my father's grave. That's my father's resting place. What are you doing? Like, you also have to think about it in that sense. Because, right, people there pay has been, those there plots, has been one time. Yeah, like, there has like been one time. For the yeah, there's been one time where I took cemetery, like, I took, quote, unquote, like, graveyard dirt from a cemetery I didn't even take it from on top of a grave. I literally took it from, like, the edge of the grassy section of the cemetery. So I'm like, it still has, like, the energy of being in the cemetery while not being an actual person's grave spot. I saw a woman, no lie, on TikTok that was, like, at some cemetery somewhere down south. And they were, like, bulldozing up all sorts of earth to bury people. And this chick was in the trenches helping herself, gleefully posting, ooh, it's going to be burial day soon. And they've, like, you know, opened up all of these spots. So I'm in here getting my graveyard dirt. I'm like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. That is just, I don't even know. I don't even know well, how I feel about any And I'm of that. sorry, but, like, so to, do that for, to do that for profit? is also super fucked it's one thing if you're taking graveyard dirt for your own private magical practice it's another thing if you're like i'm i'm taking this graveyard dirt so i can throw it in a jar or a baggie and slap a fucking you know 1099 sticker on it like and say that like a murder murderer's graveyard dirt or whatever like yeah that's like cursed graveyard dirt or like evil ghost graveyard dirt or whatever exactly and i mean you kind of again like think about it your your burial plot your mausoleum whatever <clears throat> your afterlife rental space is <laughs> like you've paid for that you know you, yeah it's like 
it's like your mortgage for your death. You know what I mean? Like you purchased your, your death house. Like don't like I paid a lot of money to be thrown in this hole, goddammit. Exactly. Don't be kicking stuff if I don't know you. I don't know. It's just somebody somebody just gets like a somebody like my ghost would just be like leaving people like bills. Like so they'd wake up the next morning right. and just, just just scribbled on a notepad in their house, be like, that'll be eight ninety five for the scoop of dirt you took yesterday. Exactly. <laughs> right. Love like, night. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like, you know what? Do not fall for people selling graveyard dirt, number one. Or anything that came from a quote unquote like cemetery, graveyard, whatever. Like I just feel like if you must do magic with those kind of items yourself try to go to someone's grave that you at least permission and like look i was reading in that article you know if you get a bad vibe then don't do it but do i mean you know it's also one of those things where how do you know you can trust that person like exactly how do you even i can walk outside i can walk outside of my house right now grab a you know grab a scoop of dirt from our lawn shove it in a bag online and be like this is from you know like fucking harry houdini's grave like you know right would you like to see my celebrity graveyard dirt edition my you know celebrity I mean? graveyard dirt collection it's there's like camp. right there there's my new as, camp as, celebrity as, graveyard you know dirt. <laughs> as uh as not great of a movie franchise as it is and as weird as weird of a sequel it was like the um the second blair witch project movie i saw there, that I you know what I actually kind of like love that movie because it's so hokey and bad. I kind of love that. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the first one. I know it's like a totally different movie. It's like yeah, it's like and Troll it, and, One and Troll Two, like totally and, and different like, movies. I love that it's just like they're interviewing all the people of like Burkittsville, like the quote unquote town that like the Blair Witch came from, and there's like you know there's like the people who are mad about how like the movie made their town like this weird tourist attraction, and then there's like other people who are like kind of like relishing in it and there's like a scene where they're interviewing this like old woman in like her house coat and she goes yeah we had some of them tourists and and one came up and and asked me if they could buy a rock from my yard because it's from Burkittsville so so I sold them a rock and you know so we started selling rocks online but but we stopped doing that because turns out it costs a lot to ship a rock oh my god right <laughs> that's literally what it makes me think of it, it's what it's like for real let me let me send you some dirt like in a baggie or a jar here's some dirt bro well yeah it's <laughs> just don't fall for it guys so because we're almost running out of time this is perfect to tie into you're out of touch i'm out of time <laughs> see i'm out of my head when you're not around love that I'm song sorry. i do um, too so you know, if you're not feeling comfortable tooling around the graveyard or cemetery or, you know, digging up random people's graveyard dirt, you can make it. Because as we talked about, again, it was just the code word for mullen. So one of the things that you can do to make your own graveyard dust is you can powder up um, gra- or powder ground up herbs such as patchouli and mull- mullen. Um, you can really add any other you know magical herbs to it depending on what you want your spell to be so you know you, you can, can add vervine or wormwood or yarrow or even angelica to that yeah and there and then you're not even like bothering anybody's grave and you are you have you know the the same thing just 
you know, user friendly, I guess that I, I, I just think that like, that's the way that I personally am going to go. I mean, like I said, I bought that graveyard dust just or graveyard dirt just to kind of see what it was, but I'm good. I don't need to be buying it. I'm, I'm good. Lesson learned, you know, (laughs) did you have any little meltdown moments? Oh my God. I have a couple today since we're in like spooky season and I thought these would be fun. Yeah. So today I want to share little pieces of folklore. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to reiterate that word folklore. So nobody gets their, their fucking panties up in a bunch and gets all offended. So I have here a couple of old folklore bits about how to protect against evil witches nice again people this is old timey folklore you know i'm not like trying to hate on other witches or anything like that or blah 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 blue or whatever the fuck you people are gonna interpret this as if any of you want to interpret it as a negative thing <laughs> so b- back in ye olden times here are a couple little bits of of folklore to protect or guard against evil witches One, drinking Angelica tea cures bewitchment and banishes curses and other negative spellcraft. It also tastes like spicy dirt because Angelica has a a spicy dirt flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, Spicy dirt. Mm, My personal favorite. That's the the real magic right there. Spicy dirt. Fuck that graveyard dirt. Give me some (laughs) spicy dirt. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Lay a broom across the threshold of your home so that if an evil witch tries to enter, she'll find an excuse to turn back and leave. Nice. Leave sweetbreads and pastries outside your home at night to tempt an evil witch and distract her from causing harm and mischief. You don't even need that for, like, evil witches. Like, if I fucking roll up on your house and you got some sweetbreads and fucking pastries outside, I'm fucking taking them. (laughs) I'm gonna be, like, fucking, like, witch Santa Claus. I'm gonna be like, oh, shit. (laughs) For me? (laughs) For moi? (laughs) Um, And then this last one I really like. Uh, these are all from like literally a a book from like my high school library, so I I literally can't even like cite what fucking book these are from. Please, it's been many moons since I wrote these down. Showing kindness to a black cat would bring magical favor instead of curses because Aww. black cats are the most common witches familiar. Black cats were also believed to be witches in disguise, thus treating them kindly would also earn their favor. I love that. And you should just treat all kitties and all animals with respect because they're beautiful yes. and they deserve better in life than we do. That's so true. That's so true. I love those. Those are so cool and just nice. Yeah. They're very uh, yeah, they're very fun. That's why that's why, you know, like teenage me wrote them down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked this. This was such a good chat. I definitely want to have another chat about like more like ghost and spirit driven, but I felt like we kind of touched on it today. Um but yeah, you know, as always, guys, if you have any you know, topics you think we should cover, just shoot us an email. It's the Magic Meltdown Podcast at gmail.com. We are open to suggestions. Follow us on social media. Um, I've been trying to post more. <laughs> I feel like we're getting a little better. Also, whatever listening platform you're using, like whatever podcast platform you're using, Leave us reviews and ratings because that helps us. Absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time. So remember, keep it magical. But without the meltdown. Without the meltdown. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.